Queers, you're listening to Movies That Look Queer. This is Sarita Ramirez, and on this episode, I want to dive into season one of The L Word Generation Q. Now, if you have not watched the season or if you haven't watched the season finale, I have to tell you that there will be spoilers in this episode. So if you're not a fan of spoilers, I ask you to pause this episode, go watch it, and then come back. If not, if you're like me and you love spoilers, then keep on listening. Do you, to your world, how you live it. <laughs> now, the original L word to me, like to many others, was a gateway to the queer world. I had just turned, what, 19 or 20 and 2010 or 11 and someone I briefly dated made a comment about the L word on one of our dates and I was not sure what the hell they were talking about. All I did was I looked it up on my phone and saw the L word was an actual show about lesbians and their lesbian lives. And I was immediately sold. I had my favorite characters and my not so favorite characters and the characters that I loved to hate and I couldn't wait until they reappeared like <laughs> Jenny. <laughs> I watched The L Word for the first time after the show had canceled after six seasons and I was left wanting more and instead of I guess fighting for it or advocating for it or whatnot, I just kept re-watching the show at least once a year. And then back in 2018, the rumors of a reboot started to spread and I was off the bat excited and wondering if we were all being trolled. Well, nothing much else came from the cast, but following Jennifer Beals and Leisha Haley on Instagram, they were in a way petitioning for the show to return. Then 2019 came around and they made an official announcement that the show would return to the US in November 2019. I remember sharing this news with my girlfriend and she just did not believe it. Fast forward to November 2019 and I was watching the series premiere of The L Word Generation Q in a bar with a ton of queer people and it was fun, it was awkward, especially with that opening scene, but an overall good time. But I knew that I had to see this episode again for myself at home and really watch it without the influence of frozen margaritas and screeching Shane fans. Now we're at the end of January and season one of the L Word Generation Q is over and it has been picked up for a second season, which is great. But I did notice that after watching the season finale, they finished it as though it wasn't coming back. So I'm glad that we'll have a cliffhanger answer next season. Speaking of answers, here are my nine questions that I want answered in season two. What happened to Sophie's grandma? <laughs> uh, in episode seven, we found out that Sophie's grandma fell and was injured pretty badly and she needed surgery to, I don't know what. And post-surgery, we didn't get any, any news, any updates on how she was doing. And at the end of the episode, we see Sophie and her sister strolling down the street talking about Finley but no mention of her grandma. So next season, I wanna know what happened to her grandma because in the season finale, still no mention of a grandma. So did I miss something? Are we to just assume that her grandma's okay? I mean, yes, I'm worried about the grandma because the grandma had a lot of wise things to say and we'll talk about those in a bit. Question two, what happened to Finley and her sister Faith? And did her parents disown her after coming out? What about her mom who, according to her dad, can't know Finley is calling, which causes her dad to like hang up on her 
mid-conversation in that episode, mid-season. Is the trauma as simple as a very religious family in the Midwest who disowns their daughter, well, except dad, once she came out and decided to move to Los Angeles? Or is it a lot deeper? Is it a lot more fucked up, you know? What is going on with Finley? Question three, wasn't Carmen supposed to come back? I mean, we were teased here and there by both Catherine Menig and Sarah Shahi that Carmen was going to come back and no sign of Carmen. Is Carmen's return being saved for season two? Um, we didn't know season two was going to happen until just a couple weeks ago. So maybe the writers wanted Shane to focus on one love problem at a time. I honestly sincerely believed we did see the end of Shane and Kiara's relationship in the finale. So is that a, a bit of an open door for Carmen to re-enter the story? Question four, speaking of coming back, Will we see Tina again? And will we ever meet her new fiance, Carrie? I want to see that conversation that Bet and Tina agreed on with having with Angie alongside Carrie about their new engagement. And yeah, I wonder if Laurel Holloman's really coming back for season two to really stay, or was it just kind of like a, a treat, an Easter egg, or whatever film nuts call them? <laughs> Question five. How did Jenny really die? Now, we already know Mia Kirshner's take on this situation, and if you haven't done so already or have no idea what I'm talking about, head on over to Mia Kirshner's Twitter and or Instagram and see what she had to say about episode two of Generation Q. I wonder if the writers will touch upon this again in season two and if we will know what actually happened to her. Because to me, if I if I could make any theory come true, any theory happen, I think Bet killed her. <laughs> or maybe they had some type of altercation in that last uh, conversation they had on that deck, and Bet may have accidentally pushed her. I mean, I can see that happening. I can totally see that happening. It wasn't done purposely to kill her, but maybe like. Tip don't talk anymore. <laughs> Question six, will we actually get to know more of Micah? Like his personality, like his, I don't know, astrological sign. And I don't know, maybe I'm joking about the last one, but <laughs> watching the L word as many times as I've had, we can see how some characters are some signs versus others. Like Bet is a total Cancer Leo combo, while Tina gives me Capricorn Aries vibes. Shane is a total Sagittarius, but <laughs> I digress. I feel as though we have seen so much of these characters and have dove into their mindsets. And this season has been so short with Micah. I mean, it's been unfair, in my opinion. We don't know much about him except that he's in love with Jose, who now happens to be married. So yes, I want to know more about Micah. I want him to have a real concrete storyline, not just the token trans person on the main cast. I want him to have question seven. What happens to Gigi? In the season finale, we see that Nat chooses Alice and makes this grand gesture on her show. And Nat says that she chooses Alice and only Alice. So my question is, what happens to Gigi? I know my girlfriend and I were always looking forward to seeing Sefida Moafi on screen. And I know it would just be such a loss of eye candy. <laughs> 
I hope to see her again in season two, regardless of her plot. I don't care about her plot when it comes to Gigi. I know I just talked about Micah's plot, but I don't care about Gigi's plot. Bring her back. Question eight, was Danny ever in love with Bet. Now, we know Danny admired Bet, but I don't know, it felt as though the writers framed their relationship or at least there to be some type of more than admiration by Danny than anything else. I never suspected that Bet was reciprocating these emotions for Danny, but it, to me I thought it was just a ticking time bomb until Bet was going to hook up with Danny, to be honest. Because I did see that there was Tension. Were the writers just trolling us? Also, was Danny's decision to elope to Hawaii and get married to Sophie a way for her to refocus on her relationship with Sophie and maybe take her mind off of Bet? Hmm. Question number nine. Who did Sophie choose at the end? Uh, we see her running through the airport. She has two options. She can go through the domestic route or, or I guess an international route to Hawaii. And my money is on Danny. And here's why. Back in season two, we witnessed a conversation between Sophie and her grandma and how Sophie had this internal fear of being like her father, who we learned abandoned the family when she was very little. Sophie gets reminded on how much she is not like her father. And fast forward to the season finale, we see Danny's father now have the same fear about Sophie and how she comes from a broken home and she will end up abandoning Danny when it gets hard. Now Danny assures her father that Sophie loves her and will not leave her. Listening to the speech that Nat professes to Alice on her set of her show, we were posed the question on who was Sophie thinking about? Now, I believe she was thinking about Finley. I don't think she made her decision on who to choose at the airport until she got there, maybe even until after she went through security. And I believe she chose Danny. Now, if she were to leave Danny at the airport, ending their whole relationship slash engagement without even a warning would be just very impulsive and so unlike Sophie's character, but more like her father, which is her biggest fear. And for that, I think she chose Danny. And those are the questions I have for season two of the Elwood Generation Q. I felt season one was fun. Um, at times it was disappointing. At times it was just plain on entertaining. It was hot, it was sexy. And I hope that they keep this momentum on for season two and that they expand on these characters' backgrounds and we get to see some more storylines and some more flavor. <laughs> I'm glad that the L word is back. I'm glad to see those same characters that I loved watching and that helped me put a name to all of these feelings and all of these desires that I had, as well as the comfort it gave me while I was living in a city that didn't have such a big gay community. And now that I am in a city with a big gay community, I can imagine how others around the world who aren't as fortunate, aren't as privileged as I am, are watching this and I'm excited for it to come back. Hopefully it'll come back earlier than later, but I will be watching. And this is Sarita Ramirez. You're listening to Movies Hello Queer and
See you next time. Mm-hmm.